1: worker of yours.
2: Welcome to your Tuesday afternoon. Uh, this is the Charlie James show. I certainly appreciate you tuning in this afternoon. As always, it's a pleasure for you to keep me company and vice versa right here on the radio. Boy, wasn't this morning glorious? I mean, it was cold, it was chilly, it was crisp, but the sun was shining and you know, you could see your breath and all of that. I love cold Sunny mornings. There's just something about them that are very, very special, and this morning was really, really great. So, again, welcome to the program, GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800 the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. You know, um, speaking of the mornings, some mornings when I'm up and about, and I see the school buses coming hither and yon, and there are all these kids going to Greenville County schools, and you hope that these kids are going to learn an education. You hope they're they're going they're, they're they're there to get an education. You hope they're being taught by the best teachers that they could possibly be taught by here in South Carolina. However, that may not always be the case, because uh, Greenville County Schools have adopted—you guessed it—a diversity, equity, and inclusion policy. Now, this policy states that the school district will ensure equitable and high-quality educational opportunities that evolve and change to reflect the world around us. The policy explains that the school district will use culturally responsive teaching techniques to push equity. The phrase culturally responsive teaching is often used to describe a method of teaching that includes using the races and the ethnicity of students as part of the lessons being taught in the classroom. The policy states, the board prioritizes educational equity through the allocation of resources based on the individual student needs. As such, the district will identify and address barriers to achievement for students to work to eliminate opportunity gaps, utilize cultural, culturally responsive teaching techniques and approaches, and leverage community partnerships. The policy explains that the school district will promote a diverse workforce by actively recruiting and promoting candidates who are committed to equity. Notice they didn't say who are the best at their job, but no, the candidates who are committed to equity. The superintendent must also provide additional details and actions to promote equity and opportunity and furtherance of this policy through administrative rule. This includes an evaluation of rubric and accountability standards for measuring success, training plans, and ongoing plan for continued improvement. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So understand that the teacher that is in your child's classroom may not be the best, may not be the best one, but that one might really be pushing diversity, equity, and inclusion they may be the bigger champion so if you've got two teachers here and let's say one uh is for lack of a better term an a student this one is an a student and then you've got over here you've got a c student teacher right but this c student teacher is really big on diversity equity and inclusion but this a level uh, teacher well, then, you know, they're kind of like, hey, let's do the, the basics, the reading, the writing, the arithmetic. Let's leave all the politics and the BS and all of that out of it. Well, guess who's going to get the promotion? Ah, uh, you guessed it, the C-level uh, teacher is going to get promoted. So, in fact, you now this is the county. This is not the state of South Carolina. However, I haven't heard a mumbling word from our superintendent of education, on things like this, I have not heard a single word from Ellen Weaver. In fact, I've heard suspiciously nothing from Ellen Weaver since she was elected. Where, 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 I thought there were, I thought, oh my goodness, I thought there were going to be fights. I thought it was going to be the news every single day. I, ha- I haven't heard anything. It's been nothing but literally radio silence. Hey, Charlie, the school diversity thing. Let's see them put that in the athletic program. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, oh, my goodness. So the uh, South Carolina Freedom Caucus has issued a statement. We as elected officials representing uh, representing Greenville County were deeply disturbed to receive information regarding Greenville County school districts, diversity, equity and inclusion initiatives. Using tax dollars to indoctrinate students and teachers is impermissible and inexcusable. In the past few months, we have seen the inefficiencies and the hypocrisy of DEI up close and personal in the form of university presidents defending students of their respective institutions calling for the genocide of Jews. Shockingly, these remarks came directly after the Hamas terror attack on Israel. This cannot be tolerated. Perhaps most concerning were ill-informed quotes you gave regarding Greenville County Schools' responsibilities as it relates to DEI. These policies are ineffective at creating real inclusivity or diversity and often alienate and divide rather than unite students, faculty, and staff. A growing number of states have passed legislation to prohibit these divisive, racist, and partisan programs. South Carolina will be next. At a time when our state lags behind in education, taxpayer money allocated to the school should not be wasted on non-educational purposes and must not be used to push political agendas. DEI programs undermine our societal values on equality and meritocracy. Any ideology that pushes discrimination, no matter how dressed up for the sake of virtue signaling, must be prohibited from our schools and they are exactly right and that is signed all of the members of the freedom caucus adam morgan thomas beach mike burns bill chumley uh, alan morgan ashley trantham bobby cox patrick Haddon, david vaughn and mark willis all from the freedom caucus signing off on that and they're exactly right so diversity equity inclusion what you really do what you really do is you get kids into a class and you say hey all you white kids You get over here on the right side of the class. All you black kids, kids of color, you get over here on the left side of the class. And here's what we're going to teach you. You white kids, you are oppressors. You kids of color, you are the oppressed. They are oppressing you. And now we're going to teach you thusly. So, this these diversity, equity, and inclusion actually does exactly the opposite. What it really does is it teaches division, absolute division in our schools. Coming up at 4.06, we're going to be talking with the chairman of the South Carolina Freedom Caucus. Uh, Adam Morgan is going to be on the show with us uh, again at 4.06. Tomorrow at 4.06, we're going to have... Laura Trump on the program. Laura Trump will be joining us tomorrow afternoon, 4.06, right here on News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician.
2: I read uh, so I saw I want to kind of go um with this text here and these are these are the texts that really make me mad these are the texts that really oh they they really they get me going big time uh this person oh that's uh, the freedom caucus just blowing smoke until they take action on the situation they're just blowing smoke excuse me so let me ask you something here uh 773 what's the Republican caucus doing I read a quote today, it was from Rumi, that said, when planning a journey, never take advice from someone who never left home. Ta-da, 773, that's you. When planning a journey, never take advice from someone who's never left home. That's why I don't take advice from the Republican caucus. They've never left home. They're not doing the job that they were sent there to do, at least, the, at least the, the the Freedom Caucus. Even though they've been kicked out of the Republican Caucus, at least the Freedom Caucus is, is trying to do something, and that's far more than what you can say about a lot of those members of the House in Columbia. Gerald is in Calpins. Gerald, welcome to the program. What do you think about DEI, buddy? Well, I might go just a little bit further, if you don't mind. I'm... Yeah. You could take, you know, you it's got to a point you could take a monkey and two bags of peanuts and it could do a better job all the way from the president of the United States down to the small town mayor. <laughs> uh, uh, you're probably right, you're absolutely I, I don't understand these people that I mean, that uh, when, when, we, when we talk about politics, it's pretty obvious that we're not sending the best among us. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate it, Gerald. Thank you so much for calling in. I I gave another perfect example, perfect example of here of what I'm exactly what I'm talking about. Remember that quote from Rumi, when planning a journey, never take advice, never seek advice from someone who has never left home. Turning point action is the political arm of uh, Charlie Kirk's Turning Point USA. They did something recently. Um, they started covering battleground states pretty heavily, and they were surveying people. they were talking to people. They're getting a, they were boots on the ground here. They have identified, identified more than five I'm sorry, 4.5 million, 4.5 million disengaged. Republican voters in several battleground states around the country. That's enough to more than swing the 2024 presidential election and the results from 2020. Uh, from 2020. They're holding their first ever Restoring National Confidence event at the Planet Hollywood Resort and Conceito in Las Vegas uh, coming up on Monday and Tuesday. They're flying in county GOP chairs from 75 of the top 100 battleground counties across the, the country. The event contrasting the Republican National Committee winter meeting, which will happen from January 30th to February, which is happening right now, as a matter of fact, uh, that starts today in the same city. Um, Breitbart News has reported um, to show things uh, the event organizers, uh, which includes some of the 168 members of the RNC, should be doing. So this is it. Turning Point Action is actually going out there and engaging with people. You see, the RNC, they want people to come to them. They want, oh, no, no. Oh, no, um, we will not go out and mingle with the hoi polloi. No, we will not. They must come to us. That is what, that's what we're here for. We shall not go to them. Well, turning, turning, point, turning Point Action and Turning Point USA said, screw that, we're going to them. We're going to these voters. This is the work the RNC should be doing. Great example. Another great example. Was it, was it last weekend? I think it was last weekend. Greenville Patriots Caucus, brand new organization, came up. They just, and, and we're going to be hearing a lot more from those folks. I'm, just, I'm not at liberty to disclose a lot right now, but when the time comes, I certainly will. So Greenville Patriots Caucus, they said, you know what? We're going we're to go do a voter drive. We're going to go do some voter registration. And in one weekend, one weekend, four it was either four or five people, four or five people came into contact with over 4,500 voters here in the upstate, registering a bunch of people to vote. That weren't registered before. And not only that, they found that 80%, 80% of the people that showed up at those booths, 80% of the people that they came into contact with did not know that this year's primary on the 24th was on a Saturday. They had no idea. Why? Because everybody thinks election day is always on a Tuesday, isn't it? It's always on a Tuesday. It's kind kind of boggles the mind why... South Carolina GOP would do their primary on on a Saturday, but there we are. uh, We got it. So now people, they they hope people are going to show up on a Saturday morning. But still, 80% of those people they came in contact with did not know that the primary this year was on a Saturday. So Charlie Kirk said, it's a turnout game. And he's right. It's a numbers game. How many people can you get through the door on election day? It's the exact opposite of what people would have what people would have believed. I'm very focused and have been for a long time, and will continue to be on these numbers. I believe it's going to come down to three states. Trump is going to win Iowa. He'll win Ohio. This is Charlie Kirk here. He'll win Iowa. He'll win Ohio. He'll win North Carolina by a little bit. It's not going to be a blowout. He'll win Florida by a million votes. So I don't think Trump should even uh, actively campaign in Iowa, Ohio, or Florida. It's time to be all in on Arizona, Georgia, and Wisconsin. Charlie Kirk says he's feeling better about Georgia, and Republicans are coming home. But this is the time to invite them home. This is the time to invite them. And the fact that I have, in my adult life, as far as I can remember, ever seen a GOP voter drive, but I've seen plenty of Democrat voter drives. Why why are they, in my mind, they're blowing it. They're blowing a massive opportunity to get people into the fold, especially with this economy, this economy that we have right now. How bad is this economy? Coming up, I'm going to tell you how bad it is. Because we got a company out there that is laying off how many 12,000 workers. We'll tell you who that company is coming up in just a little bit. But even I, I can't remember which house it was, but they, they, they were saying that, that we, we've got a really good chance of getting again something like a recession coming up during the next year. It might not be a full-blown recession, because remember, a recession used to be be two quarters of negative growth. Then under Biden, we had two quarters of negative growth, and they decided, oh, no, that's not the definition. That's not the definition of recession, you silly goose. That's old-timey. Well, when did that change? Oh, about five minutes ago. But we don't even use that anymore. We know that with oil—I mean, oh, and by the way, Saudi Arabia has just announced they're not going to be increasing oil production and then you got all of that stuff going on in the Gulf, that's not good. So there's a good chance that these people are right, that we could be headed for something similar to a recession. I don't know what the Democrats are going to label it as, but you'll feel it in your pocket. That CBS uh, uh, producer went out the other day, and he, he couldn't find anybody in New Hampshire that was happy about the economy. Not a single person because while it, while things may look good on paper your paper doesn't look as good as theirs your dollar does not go as far and you know that for a fact but they don't want but again let's get back to this the RNC has to do a better job of reaching voters and I'll give you a perfect example because the democrats are about to drop a boatload of money in the upcoming election I'll tell you the number when we get back. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm I'm not a gambler. I don't I I mean I I'm just not I don't understand a lot of the gambling games that that go on i mean i i think i've lost a whopping 25 dollars in las vegas one time and uh and that was it at the roulette table um uh but i am just i'm just not a gambler i just and again it's it's <laughs> just because i've never taken the time to learn you know i'm you know we'll get together we're going on a men's golf trip or something like that we'll play a little poker every now and then and uh and things like that, but that's pretty much the extent of it, but there are a lot of people that are really into it, and they do a lot of it online, a lot of online uh, gambling sites there, and um, it was, and maybe you guys can uh, clue me in, because I I don't don't even know how this works, but there were these uh, gambling sites, and what they do is, you know, normally they follow football games, basketball games, whatever, but it was about three years ago in 2020, they were following the presidential elections because literally you can gamble on anything you, you can gamble in a football game on who wins the coin toss. Yeah. I mean, anything you can gamble on it. Well, these, uh, these gambling sites were doing the, uh, the election. Now understand this is the way these people make their money. And we're talking about serious money here. So these people, they know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. So that night in November, In 2020, all of these gambling sites just had like Trump winning. And it was like 98, 99%. It was just, it was a sure thing. It was one of those things where, you know, let's just go ahead and go to bed because we know how this is going to turn out. I mean, it was, it was an absolute, he was a shoe in, right? And then these people woke up the next morning and they were like, well, what in the world happened overnight? What happened? And that's where you saw the spike. That's where you saw all of a sudden uh, 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 Biden is losing, 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 losing. Then they shut down all of the elections nationwide, it seemed like, or a lot of them. Everybody go home. Now, everybody go home. Now, oh, i so tired. We'll, we'll continue this tomorrow. Y'all just call. and then everybody leaves except for a couple of people. And then all of a sudden these numbers jump up. You, that is statistically Impossible what we saw with that graph on election night. Statistically impossible. Okay. Well, I I sell that to say this. There are now betting sites on the upcoming election again in November. Okay. So let's take a look at some of these. Uh, So this is from uh, Um, (laughs) electionbettingodds.com. This is kind of crazy, though. The Democrat nomination 2024, uh, Joe Biden's got 81.3%. Then you got Gavin Newsom at 6.2, Kamala Harris at 2.8, Hillary Clinton coming in at 1.1, Elizabeth Warren 0.6. Uh, it just gets more ridiculous from there. But he's only got 81.3% of the Democrat nomination, and he re- he's literally running unopposed. Okay? Okay. So over on the GOP side, Donald Trump has a 91.4% chance of nomination. Nikki Haley comes in at 6.1, DeSantis 1.6, Ivanka Trump coming in at 0.5, and Tim Scott coming in at 0.2. So it's pretty much a shoe-in for Donald Trump in that one. So let's move to the category of United States President. This is where it gets really interesting and it gets weird at the same time. Coming in at number one with a 50.2% chance, Trump. Number two, Joe Biden, 37.5%. Here's where it gets weird. Michelle Obama has moved into third place in these betting sites with 4.7%. Nikki Haley has 2.0% and Gavin Newsom has 1.2%. 3%. 3%. That third place vote with Michelle Obama. Watch the betting lines on that. Because listen, these these folks that are in all of this uh, political gambling and betting and all of that, they've got in they've got the information. They've got the resources, they've got the sources. A lot of these people know what they're talking about. So now another site as um, this is from predictit.org Donald Trump leading Joe Biden, Gavin Newsom, Nikki Haley, Robert Kennedy Jr., Kamala Harris. Which that's not going to happen, but there you go. So I so we all know. Oh oh, in fact, in fact, not only that, um, Donald Trump is now leading. He has widened the lead over Biden in aggregate betting. Widened it. So if we go to look, uh, let's see if we got any, any new polls here. Um, Recently, let's take a quick look. Latest polls will go cheer. Uh, there we go. Last one. This is from Emerson, Trump, 46, Biden, 45. General, no, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Morning consult, Trump, 44, Biden, 42. Now, when I talk about this, remember, Trump never led in 2020. Never led, and now he's leading by leaps and bounds. We got some more to tell you about coming up in just a second. But let's go to Dan in Greer. Let's talk about these statistics and these uh, and this betting. What do you think about that, Dan? Hey, uh, Charlie, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate what you do. Thank you. Um, I just have a really quick comment. Um, Statistically, you said it was impossible, and this is how impossible it was. And and anyone who wants to search this, uh, MIT put out a number. A professor. I guess did the math, and he he came up with the odds of that happening. The odds of of Biden winning in the middle of the night like that yeah. were less than one, less than one in forty three trillion. Good gracious! Less than one in forty three trillion. So I just had to call in when I heard yeah. say that it was impossible, and that's what I want people to to understand. It was impossible. Yeah. It is impossible. Thank you. I appreciate it, Dan. Thank you so much. And they know it. These the, everybody on the, everybody in the Biden administration, they know it. They know the loser is in the White House right now, both literally and figuratively. The loser is in the White House, but they are going to be pouring a tremendous amount of money. Now, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the uh, the RNC. Right now, the RNC. They, everything that they're putting their money on is the whole bank to vo- the vote campaign. you got to bank the vote. Vote early. Vote early. Bank the vote. Okay, that's fine, but there needs to be more. And I mean a lot more. And somebody said here uh, on the text line, the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, we need to have a billboard, an electric billboard up there on, on Woodruff Road that says, do not forget Republican primary. Saturday, February 24th, bold Saturday. Have you seen? Well, let me just ask you something. Have you seen any signs? Have you seen any billboards? Have you seen any commercials? Have you heard any commercials? Have you seen anything in in the news? No, I've seen nothing. Absolutely nothing. But still, okay. So um, President I even hate to say that resident Biden's um, biggest super PAC future forward is going to put two hundred and fifty million dollars in advertising across the most important battleground states. It is a blitz that is the largest single purchase of political advertising by a super PAC in this nation's history. The ads are split between 140 million on television, 110 million on digital and streaming platforms. It will start the day after the Democrat convention concludes in August and will run through Election Day. The ad reservation covers seven states that are seen as the main presidential battlegrounds. Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. The Super PAC said it's going to reserve more than $16 million in broadcast and cable advertising in Atlanta. Twelve million in Phoenix, the biggest of the two states uh, that Mr. Biden brought into the column in 2020 for the first time in years, and are also going to be spending heavily in smaller markets: three million in Madison, Wisconsin, and Reno, Nevada; two million in Flint, Michigan. So they're going to be dumping a ton of money. I hope the RNC has something in reserve this kind of spending. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.
1: After the end
0: of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella, is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and medella is your reward. medella the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com
2: network today.
0: Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
3: Tekovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service.
2: Something happened last Tuesday that not a lot of people noticed. I mean, it's not something that would have been uh, widely talked about. You probably weren't talking about it at, uh, at your pickleball group or at your golf group or anything like that. It was just it was something that happened that was, it was extremely interesting, but it didn't garner all that much attention. But it will have profound effects on this country. It seemed like last week on Tuesday, a week from uh, a week ago today, that the entire news business collapsed all at once. Journalists at Time Magazine and National Geographic announced that they'd been laid off. Unionized employees at magazines owned by Condé Nast uh, uh, staged a uh, one-day strike to protest the, the cuts that were coming. Then the Los Angeles Times, the biggest newspaper west of the Washington, D.C. area, after weeks of rumors, the paper announced it was cutting 115 people, more than 20% of its newsroom. Even uh, biotech billionaire Patrick Soon-Shiong couldn't save it with a billion dollars. But this has been slowly, this is, this is something, uh, what they uh, say about uh, bankruptcy, it happens slowly and then all of a sudden, this is what has been happening with the legacy media here in this country for decades, for decades. And there's a reason for it. People don't trust them. They used to. They used to trust them. They used to go there to get their news, but then all of a sudden it became politicized. And all of the reporters like Taylor Lorenz and, and all of these people, I mean, You knew which side of the issue that they were on. Even the Associated Press, I would say 90% of the time, is extremely biased, although they claim they're not. But you know they are. Certainly NPR is biased. In fact, the new president of NPR, this is a woman who, who, who absolutely loves, I mean loves, socialism. She's crazy about socialism. So you can't trust NPR. Let me tell you folks something. If NPR was a standalone company and they had to rely on advertising, they would not make it. There would not be a single NPR station in this country. And then when you you say that, when you say, hey, you guys at NPR, you're funded with taxpayer dollars. They always give you this. You know, we really don't take that much money, that much taxpayer money. And then you go, oh, well, you don't mind if we don't fund you anymore? No, you have to fund us. How are people going to get Sesame Street? Ah, ah, ah." They always do that. They always do. But you know how liberal, how biased, how slanted they are. And people are absolutely sick and tired of it. But the weird thing is, and we've seen this in media all over the country, all over the country, these corporations, and I blame Bill Clinton and the telecom bill. I really do, as far as radio and television is concerned. I know print is a different animal, but still, it's it's all the same uh, business model. All of a sudden, they were, when they needed to make cuts, they made the wrong cuts. You would be hard-pressed to find a good local investigative reporter anywhere locally. Oh, there's a couple that will do, oh, you know, a couple of stories, maybe one or two a month. Certainly at the papers, they don't, I mean, all you got to do is look, every, every story is from the Associated Press or every story is from the Gannett Newsroom or every story is from McClatchy or every story is from, where's the local stuff? There's almost no local news anymore. So why, why the heck? I mean, you can get that stuff anywhere. People just don't trust the news anymore, especially the legacy media. They don't trust the MSNBCs and, and, and the CNNs and, and the NBCs, of course. They're biased. We know that. But they would rather the ship sink than to change their ways. They would rather do that. Now, you see, you see these organizations like One American News. You see Newsmax. There's a couple of more out there um, that are fledgling, and, and they're trying, but they are doing some actual reporting, and they're being rewarded for it. But instead of changing, I mean, if you just – well, let's just take Hollywood, for example. Excuse me. <coughs> Conservative films. I mean, what was it? Uh, Sound of Freedom. Listen to this, this is going to blow your mind. Sound of Freedom just grossed more money than The Godfather. That's huge. That is, that is huge. But instead of going and producing more conservative, more family uh, uh, friendly films, they would rather go with the sleaze and the trash and everything that they're putting out on a regular basis. And they would, and they're completely okay with losing money. Because it's not about making movies anymore. It's not about entertaining people. It's about preaching to and lecturing to their audience, which is exactly what these newspapers have done all across the country. We all remember doing the Trump administration, every single one of them, the biggest, blackest, boldest headlines they could put out, walls are closing in on Trump. And then we found out what? It was all BS. I mean, come on. Pulitzer Prizes were awarded for false reporting. Now, I'll just tell you the state of that industry. When we get back, diversity, equity, and inclusion in Greenville County schools. We'll talk to uh, South Carolina Freedom Caucus Chairman Adam Morgan. Coming up next, is the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs>